This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer in tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse Nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna. Don't be a dick, Krupnik. And I'm Brian Sevenhold Plofsky. And we're so happy you could don your Baskin Robbins uniform to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are headed into the quantum realm to give you our instant reactions to Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, in theaters now. Next week, we'll be talking more The Last of Us, uh, and soon after that, Mandalorian returns March 1st. You may be thinking, how do I ensure I don't miss all these great new episodes? Well, it's easy. Just be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. And now, it's time to enter... Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm gonna see the world. Let me see your identification. This week we're headed into the MCU sector of the Nerdverse. All right, Joanna, show me your MCU passport. All right. How many stamps do you have and what are the stamps? Without spoiling anything, because we are in a non-spoiler section. Yes. Uh, I have eight um, octopi cocktails. Eight octopi cocktails. Interesting, interesting. Um, I have, uh, let's see, what do I have? I have nine stamps. And okay. those nine stamps are uh, Ant-Man backpacks. Love it. You're going to need a new passport soon. Your passport's like full up. I mean, you have just, you're bursting with everything we do. I have lots of stamps. I've been around. I know. I think you're going to need a whole new booklet soon. But anyway. Probably we should we should our pass we should we should do a segment where our passports expire and we need to like restamp them and like reevaluate. Yeah, have a quiz. Oh, that's interesting. That's oh, interesting. I'm into that. Okay, let's put a pin in that. I'm I'm into that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, first of all, Brian, tell me your experience. How did you see this movie? How was your crowd? Was there a crowd? Etc. Did anything shut off in the middle? <laughs> uh, no. So we. I was so our movie theater has it's it's pretty good. Um, it has one big Dolby theater, um, and it has uh, a prime theater and a couple other like you know funny named ones or whatever it is. Like this is the, this kind of experience. Anyway, uh, we I could not get into the Dolby. I was just late with my um, um, purchasing of mm-hmm. uh, movie tickets for Quantum Mania, and uh, we ended up in the prime theater, which was totally fine, great sound. However, it was 3D, which was totally fine. It's not my ideal way to see a movie. However, I popped in my contacts, so I didn't have double glasses. And uh, Jamie and I saw it in 3D. Totally fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure the Dolby was packed. Ours had seats left in the very front because 3D in the front row is probably terrible. Um, But all the seats were filled aside from those in our movie theater. Um, On top of that, the guys to my right, 
check their phone maybe every 20 minutes. Oh, they so didn't, they, 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 I know they weren't on their phones, like texting. It was just, it was almost like a nervous habit where they would just like look at their phone to see what time it was or whatever it is. And then they started talking towards the end, just like whispering to each other about like what it all means um, in the greater MCU, which was, it was annoying, but honestly with the, disrespectful behaviors I've seen in the movie theaters over the past couple of years and whatnot. Like that was actually like a two, but still annoying. Um, but the worst part was that our, uh, recliner seats were broken. The two that we got are broken. However, I have a, on my notes app on my phone, I have a list of each movie theater and which seats we get that are broken. So now I can add those to the list of seats (laughs) I'll never purchase again. Brian, you have to submit this to the AMC theater for their maintenance (laughs) request. So you'll be like, I did you a favor. Here's my list after three months, every three months, I've got a new list for you. Maintenance requests. I'll I'll take a part-time job here. It's fine. I want an AMC free A-list for the year. Truly, Um, this is very helpful. (laughs) um, But you should uh, make a list of all the 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 bathroom stalls without toilet paper too. (laughs) Um, uh, But then on top of that, we. uh, the popcorn buckets looked super cool at the AMC. It was the Ant Man uh, like mask head, but uh, we we didn't get them. Uh, but the one that does look cool, do you see they released the new uh, Ghost Face popcorn bucket for Scream Six? It's very cool. No, I didn't see that. But I'm not a I'm not a collector Souvenir. of those things. So. Collector, yeah, yeah. Of, of the popcorn buckets. But anyway, that was my experience. Um, people were into the movie. I will say, and uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. It made me miss audiences that cheer for things and i mm-hmm. mean that in that philly has not been a cheering movie theater experience this was the first movie maybe where we got a huge cheer and like actual visceral like excla- exclamation and it made me miss like going to see the midnight showings at like the um lincoln uh the lincoln amc uh, mm. In New York and stuff like that, yeah. but we'll get to that when we get to the after credit sequences. Um, but um, uh, what was your experience like, Joanna? I, I had to see it in 3D as well. That was oh, only my did? only option. Yes, I had to, I, when I bought tickets. The times uh, were very limited. Um, the good times. There was like a five o'clock that was um, that was you know non. It was like the RPX or whatever because I'm a regal oh, oh, gal. Sure. And they, a regal? so we, you're a regal. I'm a regal. I'm a regal. And those were not good for us. So if I wanted to see it at seven, which I did, it was three or nothing. Um, so not my ideal experience either, but honestly better glasses this time experience than avatar. Cause I also saw that 3d. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. our theater, I kind of forgot to look, it was not packed when the trailer started, uh, when I, when oh. we entered the theater, um, I was also nervous because we were further away from the bathroom and I need to be able to like jet in and out. And, the, and we're always in the first, you know, the, these Marvel movies, put, they put you right in the first theater. It's always the RPX mm-hmm. one. It's right across from the ladies room. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, so I was nervous about that. But um, it's fine. I just ran. Um, so I think in the end there was, uh, with the end credit scenes, we had a lot of gasps um, and a little bit of applause, but we did not have cheering uh, at all. In this mm. particular movie. And we are oh. a cheering um, theater usually. Community. Yeah. Community, uh, yes. There was actually one early cheer, which was for um, Michael Keaton in the Flash trailer. Uh, the, yes. Some people had not seen it I think it you're yet. right. We had that too. 
Yeah, people got excited, and I would, and I'll also say that we got the Guardians trailer, um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the Guardians trailer on the big screen got me more excited than that same Guardians trailer. Um, yeah. Watching it on YouTube, even on my TV, and and I'll say this: I haven't found Star Lord funny in a while. That final teaser in the trailer where they talk about. Uh, nebula's eyes it was so funny right this time even though i've seen it and that trailer actually got me more excited for the movie and it actually washed away a little bit of my uh, the bad taste in my mouth from the holiday special and the thor love and thunder uh cameos all right yeah i think i agree i would agree with that i the flash like looked i mean justin hadn't seen that trailer yet so it was fun for me to see him see it Um, oh cool but I was, but for me, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen this now. But for the Guardians, I was like, oh, yeah, it, I don't know. There was just more detail and the expressions. Yeah. It wasn't on my phone, so I'm sure, and it was fair. 3D, so it was just, yeah, yeah it was really good. The music, I mean, the needle drop is just so good. It, yeah. He really just gets you with the songs. So that was that was great. I only I went to the bathroom my final time, as I always do, during a Pixar, um, the Elemental trailer. That must be what that was. I don't even know because yeah, when I got back, Pixar it was Guardians this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but I saw Mar- we it was we got Mario, we got Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got those. We, we got Scream. Else? Oh, we didn't get Scream. I don't think we got Scream unless got I missed Scream two trailers. Trailer. We didn't um, get Oppenheimer, which I we usually didn't get, get. Oppenheimer. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Well, in any yeah. event, we didn't get. Justin does like to get the souvenir popcorn bucket, but he has the Thor. He has the Spider Man No Way Home, and he has. Another one that I'm forgetting. Um, so I was like, you can we, like he's using them as trash cans, which is great. But like we don't we only need so many oh. miniature trash cans because there's like three rooms in this apartment. Because the regal ones are more like buckets, whereas the AMC yes. ones like take the shape of whatever it is. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah, okay. like it looks like a statue, like it looks like a bust. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I saw what these ones looked like, but. Um, yeah, so it was 3D was fine. I don't think anyone needs to see it in 3D though. I, I don't. I, I mean, it probably is cool, but um, sure. it didn't enhance my experience in any way. I don't think so because you get so used to it, and then you're like, you forget that you're seeing it 3D, and I'm sure that that you don't miss it. Yeah, it's also nothing like really like whoa jumps out at you. You know what I mean? No, Avatar I think is way more interesting to see 3D. Ah, see, I only saw it in in 2D, but in Dolby sound, so that was worth. There it. There we go. Um, anyway. So. Do we think this movie was review, review bombed? It's currently uh, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, let's talk about how you felt. Let, let's talk about the movie. This is a non-spoiler section of our podcast. We're not going to talk spoilers. We're just going to talk about how we felt about the movie and certain very generic things. And then let's relate that back to what it's looking like on Rotten Tomatoes. Because like, what is it now? Sorry. I think 48%. That's wild. But That's um, wildly low. Yeah. So what, what did you think? Well, how, what did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania? So I thought it, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Now I have my expectation, I'm just double checking that Rotten Tomato score, 40, 49%, oh, whopping one more percent. Um, uh, my expectations were that it was going to be table setting. My expectations were that it, this was going to be, the point of this is Kang. My expectations were there'd be some jokes and it was going to all be green screened. And those were all met. Sure. So I was, I was very, I was very happy with, with what the movie gave me. And, uh, you know, me, I just like implications. I like when things are connecting 
And I'm not spoiling, mm. but this movie finally is showing a semblance of the big picture. Yes. Um. So that was exciting. I think, yes, it was missing Michael Pena. And yes, there was like some humor of like, you know, San Francisco scenes that you would get in an Ant-Man movie, but they still incorporated humor. And um, I think, I mean, Paul Rudd's great. I think there was as much emotional heft at the center of this that, I mean, maybe I wanted a little bit more, but, you know, it's got the same themes of the other Ant-Men movies, which is about him and his daughter and how much he loves her. So I thought that was great. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other big picture stuff. Um, I really like just having the family unit in so much of the movie. We have Michael Douglas mm-hmm. finally, Michelle Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly, Cassie, um, and we have um, Paul Rudd. So that was nice because we just we've been getting piecemeal throughout the other Ant Man movies, and now mm-hmm. we're like, oh, they're all cooking together. So that was cool. And um, her name's I think Kath- that's Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton. Um, but God, that little Cassie from the other movies is so cute. So good. Um, so, oh, oh, and another big picture. I don't, I was, you, I've said this on this pod before. I was so like, why would he do, why would, um, Scott do make all this mess of his stuff just to have his five years back that he missed in the blip with Cassie. And it wasn't about Mm. that at all. Yeah. That made me very happy. I'm, I'm glad that the trailer, misled you a little bit yeah Uh, unlike the no way home trailer where we thought they were misleading us uh with why the spell goes wrong and it was the same and that's a little that's one of the disappointing things about no way home but in this one um it was uh i felt very good that um that the trailer kind of misleads you no spoilers here no spoilers yeah that was that was wonderful i was like Honestly, I was delighted by that because that was my biggest thing. I was like, how are they going to sell me? It was like when Strange messes up the spell. I'm like, it's not Strange. It's Skrull. It can't be him. He wouldn't do this right, for yeah, exactly. little Peter no Parker. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. What about you? Big picture. Sure. So I'm of two minds of this movie. I had a great time while I was sitting in the movie theater. I, I felt the same as you. This is table setting. This is all about our big, the big K, Kang. This is all about what the bigger picture holds. It's going to be a joke machine in places. So honestly, for the how I don't know how long this movie is for the oh yeah I don't for the 124 minutes of this movie, I had a really totally good time. In terms of that, like Rotten Tomato score, I can name five movies that I didn't like as much as this in the MCU. Like th- this that phase just, alone, probably. Well, phase four, this is the best yeah. phase five movie. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This, the past phase. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the best phase five movie. This <laughs> has the best performances in phase five. <laughs> this, uh, you know, um, so, so that's one side of it. The other side of it is like, this isn't that good of a movie. Like right. it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Um, I, I quite frankly, don't think that it like it felt less personal some of it felt phoned in a lot of it was just like quips from michael douglas you know what i mean like it's almost like he didn't have to be there with everybody um the direction didn't have any character in this meaning like Mm. the suitcase fight scene in the first one 
And then some of the ghost stuff in the second one is super cool and unique. Even um, Evangeline Lilly running on the knife in Ant-Man and the Wasp, like that all has character. This one was just generic powers. It really didn't have anything that was really special. And when you're using these super cool, interesting, funny powers in a world that's already wacky weird, it kind of takes away from all of the character of this type of movie. Like it felt very cookie cutter Marvel um the designs were super cool but the powers were just the usual it had dr strange vibes in places um and this movie is doing a lot there are a ton of characters a ton of new characters and we don't spend enough time with anybody maybe kang and maybe Scott, but it's also the same themes as the other movies, like in terms of like his love for his daughter. And like, I think that's wonderful and beautiful. And I'm glad that there's consistency in that, but realistically, like it's just the same treaded, you know, stuff that we've seen plot that we've seen character development that we've seen. There's no character development in this at all. Um, literally it, it begins and ends like very similar ways. The only difference is that like maybe he has a better relationship with his daughter now, but like that would, that would, that's not enough of a big character development there. It just filled with a lot of predictable things. I was really just waiting to see how this movie ended to see how the phase five is going to go. So like I'm torn because like this was kind of very middle of the road blase, it wasn't as interesting as the other two Ant-Man movies. How And uh, Wasp is just like, why even put her name in the title? I like, know. we'll get into that in the in the um, spoiler section. But on the flip side, like, I, listen, I want McDonald's. Like, I want my Big Mac. I know exactly what it's going to taste like. Uh, it, it brings me tons of nostalgia. And everyone's like, and that's what these Marvel movies are. Sometimes you get exceptional ones, like Endgame and Infinity excuse me, war and, um, winter soldier, Ragnarok, even Sha- Shang-Chi, Ragnarok. Like you get some really excellent ones, but like, <clears throat> let's be, let's be super honest with each other. People like the MCU's in shambles. If we want to be super honest with each other, phase one, Iron Man, incredible Hulk, Iron Man, two, Thor, Captain America, first Avenger and the Avengers. How many of those movies are actually excellent movies? Three, yeah. Iron Man. Uh, I like Captain argu- America. Yeah, I would say Iron Man, arguably Captain America, and um, Avengers. Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have nostalgia for those movies. Some like the original Thor movie is is cool in how it introduces Thor. Yes, they're all origin movies, so that's a whole different you know. Right, they're still thing. getting their footing. But Phase we've been having two. nothing but of we've been sorry to interrupt, but we've been having nothing but origin stories for so long. Yeah. That yeah yeah i mean in phase two the same statistically like these movies like are totally fine and some of them are excellent and we latch on to those and we latch on to the nostalgia the first one came out in 2008 it's 2023 yeah 2023 like we were in i was in college when the first iron man came out we were both in college when the first iron man came out yeah yeah exactly like there's a nostalgia there. It's something – this is a communal experience with your friends, like with strangers cheering for, you know, Captain America catching the hammer and like all of that stuff. Yeah. When a movie is only okay, that's fine with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't – I'm not I'm not as invested in these being like for – not to – Scorsese movies. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> Even, you know, right. But, yeah, so I think we, I think there's an expectation problem. Uh, with the MCU, I think Endgame just 
you know, I, I think that this, that something just has not fully recovered from that. And I also think that we sort of as, as MCU fan base, there's a bit of a villain. There's not a villain problem. There's like a hero problem. I think that yeah. there's now, um, yeah, now I think, yeah, it's just, it's really tough. I, I still have a great time and I, yeah. and I, again, I'm, I'm a little newer to this. You know, I haven't sat with these. Of course I saw some of these earlier movies, but I didn't really, you know, connect the tissue until more recently. I kind of like, I mean, Justin made a good point that was, you know, we can't, we don't know if these movies are good until we see the payoff later. It's like, so I think this true. is all going to be hindsight where we're going to look back and we're like, oh my God, this was so important, you know? Sure. And, and, but here's the thing, like that, that's I think weird. that's, that's also the expectation of the viewer. Are you watching this to have a good two hour full experience or is this just a piece of the puzzle? And yeah. like, if you're watching it as the piece of the puzzle, then like, sure. But if you're watching it and, and I, I don't. I agree. You should be able to go to the movie theaters and enjoy it for two hours. Not somebody who hasn't seen anything beforehand. Like that, you're you're right. you're left in the dust now. You, Unfortunately, you yes. Unless you get like a Shang Chi type of movie where it's the new origin story or something right. like that. Like you're just kind of left in the dust. Um, so it just it's an expectation thing. But also, I just think that fan bases now that these things have become so popular. There's just more chit chat like this podcast. We do it. There are millions of other podcasts that talk about the MCU. They're guessing. They're figuring out what the next things are going to do. They're insane. surmising. It's yeah. it's a lot. People are making money on content for this this you know franchise, the MCU. And and quite frankly, like I also think that that takes away from it because people are like guessing and and they like their own theories better than what Kevin Feige comes up with, and yeah. like that hurts the movie. I still think that this movie is not structurally sound and has a lot of issues, but like I just had a good time eating my Big Mac for two hours. I know. I agree. I think I kind of liken this to the first Avengers a little bit. Um, again, it doesn't have the the excitement of everything coming together and more characters in that way. It's just more like it starts us with a threat that's going to be that in, when we look back, we're like, Oh, this, that was like bait. That was like, you know, kindergarten for the mm -hmm. Avengers and it will get bigger from there. Yeah. So I kind of put it there, even though it's not an Avengers slot. Yeah. Um, but I, I think again, I, I, yeah, I had a, I had a wonderful time and I see this movie has flaws. Oh my God. I didn't even say though. I think the best part of this movie though is still Jonathan majors. Oh, me too. He's like, this is, I'm so excited. I will also say that this movie uh, whenever it's funny, it's actually funny. And the comedy yeah. doesn't undercut the seriousness of this like Thor and Love and Thunder. Right. The, the comedy in this is there to keep the Ant-Man tone, but it never distracts. Even when he's making jokes while talking to Kang, it, to me, it doesn't take away from what's happening. For I think those scenes are pretty well structured in some ways, so it's it's meant to do that. But also, Jonathan Majors is just so good that nothing can take away from his performance. I actually wish he had a little like a joke. I think I wish that he was given just to round him out a little bit mm. um, because I feel like he's in, you know, he's in a mo he is in like some wild level, sure, and then I everyone else is like. Yeah. 
he does have one line that's not made. We'll talk about it in later, but like, that's not necessarily intentionally funny, but comes off as funny. That's true. There was a there was a joke, and I won't be specific, but there was because I actually don't remember when. But something really, um, I was kind of tearful at one point, and then there's a, and then a joke is made. I think, um, Modoc. Uh, is in the movie, which we all know. So I think he makes a joke that I'm like, oh, I'm glad that like so. I love when jokes happen when they know that we need it. We need it. It's been yeah, a minute, sure. and like we sure. need a little laugh. So I appreciated some of that. Um, yeah. And then I guess this is still on spoiler. Um, it ended very weirdly. Did you think that like sc- <laughs> like like screen to black? I'm like. Uh, what? Huh? Okay, so I think this is a good opportunity okay. to flip into spoiler review. Okay. This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to be spoiling Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The rest of this episode is going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania spoiler fest. We're going to talk about a lot of this movie. But if you want to skip to the end, we're going to rank our Ant-Man movies uh, from our favorites to our least favorites, all three Ant-Man movies. So uh, that is your spoiler alert alert. All right, Joanna, just just open the ripcord. You want to talk about the end first and then move our way back? Or do you want to talk? Uh, Sure, let's do that. I think so. First of all, I think there was this last scene was a reshoot. Not the not the end credits. The scene when he's back in San Francisco. Oh, interesting. Um, because there was a big thing where, like, they were seen filming, like, actually very recently at that oh. coffee shop. Yeah. So something happened where maybe they didn't like the ending, and so they redid it. Um, and then – but I'm like, why? Because – I mean, I guess I don't know what there was before. But for me, what was very Ant-Man, what was very great was him having that funny monologue the way he does at the beginning. Then he has this, like – did I kill? Wait, did I kill him? Like the full like superhero anxiety. Yes, yes. And it was like so good, and I would have wanted him to have that. Even if he goes to the restaurant, so we get everyone together at the end. I would have wanted it to end, and I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback because it's like very minimal. But they just should have ended it with him having like a look of kind of like, oh fuck, and, and then it's just just good on black. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like? Happy fake birthday, Cassie. And then he eats the cake and he's like, yuck. And then the screen goes to black. What? Yeah, I, I just it was very weird. I don't think the cake joke landed as well as they wanted to. I think I, I agree with you. I think it would have been more impactful for um, especially leading into the after credit sequences to end it on kind of this more ominous tone. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So that's kind of what I. Uh, that's kind of how I felt about that. Um, there was so much, uh, uh, well, I guess we stay, we'll, we'll talk about the, the big exciting things, which were the end credits, um, mm-hmm. a little bit later, but, um, I like that the ants were still in this movie. Like they still mattered. I'm still kind of like, again, there had to be a resolution. Kang had to be overcome by the good in this movie in terms of like the heroes winning, but I was like, this is a formidable opponent here. Like how like ants took him down. I mean, they, they took him down initially. He comes back, which is good. But I just, 
it's risky because when you show that like Scott Lang can beat you, <laughs> no offense to Scott Lang, but and again, he's not dead. He's he's just shrunk, I think, uh, more. But it was very uh, like you got to be careful about how how much of a threat we're going to say that this man is. Yeah, I, I totally. I just, um, I, I, you know, I thought that weird ending thought, but like you talking about it now definitely makes me think more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like also the ants defeated him. Yeah. Exactly. Now I like that there that we brought it back to the ants that Hank Pym gets his moment. Like that was great. But it just um and and they don't technically defeat him because they, you know, he like comes back and he's all torn up. Right. But yeah, he you see how powerful he is. I really like the Michelle Pfeiffer stuff, honestly, with him in the like flashbacks. Yeah. <clears throat> Me too. Uh, I cool. when she, when she touches yeah. No, go for it. When she touches the ship. And you see that, like him conquering, basically mm-hmm. doing his conquering thing. Um, it was, yeah, like really good. I liked his reaction to that. I mean, he's just great. Um, but I don't know. I thought I, may, I maybe thought this movie would have a little bit more of a Kang origin, and that would have been a fun time to see <clears throat> that. We saw bits of it through that flash, but yeah. Also, like. I'm kind of glad they didn't do a Kang origin because, like, this is still an Ant-Man movie. Um, That's true. But I, I love to piggyback off of what you said. I, I think the only character we actually got to spend some time with was Janet, and then she kind of becomes obsolete in the last like twenty minutes. Um, but I, I like spending time with her. And if we're gonna, if we're gonna talk about um, like spending time with people, man, Evangeline, 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 Lily Evangeline. just gets so shafted in these. And like, here's the thing. She's playing this stereotypical character. Who's the put together female, like Scott's the goofball Scott's at this, but she's the one who like runs the corporation and is really thoughtful. And she's the one that like is always put together and like knows how to use the suit. And she's the one who like always comes in and like helps save the day. Do I like that? She saved the day twice in this movie. Absolutely. But that was her only function. Her only function was to ask her mom, why are you lying to us? Support um, Ant-Man and then uh, save him when he needed to be saved. I needed yeah. more. F- I, I Honestly, I would have cut a lot of the other weird stuff and focused even more on their relationship. And not that they necessarily have anything wrong with it. I'm not saying like an obstacle, but like I just needed more of like I don't know. Like honestly, Ant Man and the Wasp and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, like, like having the Wasp in the title, just like she's barely in the, these movies in some ways. No, I, I, I definitely, I definitely was like, I mean, I, I see why to have her, but yeah, to put her in yeah. the title, which I don't know if everyone even remembers, it's there, but um, it's just, yeah, it was a little, you know, I thought, you know, it'd be cool if she had introduced a function that she made or. Um, you know, she had to like come, she had to deal with Kang in a scene alone or something more so. Maybe she did, but I don't remember it. Um, yeah. I mean, you have Bill Murray in this movie who, you know, again, it's like, great, cool. But there was just moments, very Star Wars in that cantina. Um, so this movie, (laughs) hot take, 
this is the best Star Wars movie that <laughs> Disney has made so far. You have the cantina sequences. You have yep. different worlds. You have excellent character d- d- um, uh, creations. You have Great a bad villain. guy who uses good villain who uses the Force essentially to like throw <laughs> Scott against the wall, like. You know what I mean? Like this this yeah. was essentially some sort of a Star Wars movie. I I for some reason thought that Bill Murray was going to be Modoc. Was that like was, did everyone think that and then it turns out that it was Darren? No. Or I, did I, I just miss that? Maybe you missed that. I think I missed that. Um uh yeah, the I I did like the probability storm scene yeah, where all the, the Scots yeah, have like the main motivation of like they all they all want to get to Cassie and to save her, and then and then Wasp, her main motivation for all of the hopes is to help Scott. So right. that was really great, and it looks like ants. So that was cool. That's I what I was gonna that. say. I like that too, which is why I was surprised. So I wasn't surprised that the ants came back at the end because like they were introduced at the beginning, going into the quantum realm. However, um, I did like that. Um, I thought that the ant aspect of this was going to be the fact that like all of his, you know, probability storm worked together like ants. Um, yes. But uh, I, I, I liked that a lot too. Oh, something that I'll also mention about this is like this. I, we haven't really said this. This movie's weird. It's like super weird in a good way. Like all the character de- designs and all of that stuff. Like it's super weird. Like, uh, you know, all those random characters, like the, um, the cheaty William Jackson Harper character, mm-hmm. you have, um, what's it called? Uh, you have, uh, what's, uh, what's his the name? The little guy with the, the globby Veb, guy. Veb, the blob, um, ver- voiced by David Dasmashaw. I can't even say his last name, who plays Kurt in the first two Ant-Man movies as part of Pena's crew. He's just the voice. He plays oh. Polka Dot Man. Um, oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Gentora, the freedom fighter. And then you have the, uh, you know, laser head. But like, like all those characters are fun. But like, I don't know. We spent n- not enough time with, I don't know. They were trying to take the place in some ways of like the Michael Pena stuff. I, d- I actually thought that one of the after credit sequences was going to be a Michael Pena like monologue explanation of everything with the like, and then he, my, my cousin went to this and he did this in the quantum realm. Like that yeah. th- again, that's an ex- prime example of the character that was missing from this movie. Not even the actual character, but just like the character of this movie, the charm, the, the, you know, yeah. the uniqueness. This didn't feel unique like the other Ant-Man movies do, which was disappointing in some ways. It was, it was like Thor in the way that, you know, you're on the end guardians where you're just in these weird planets and you're seeing like weird characters, but I yeah, wasn't really prepped this. for it for this. I wasn't, because again, I had to remember, I just rewatched the Ant-Man movies and the quantum realm looks vastly different than it is built out here. Now, at first they say that they're like, this is not how I remember it. I, I would like to think it's because Kang has like built it up now, having been down there for a while. But sure, but it's also you know to the, have creatures and humans down there. It's like, is this like I had to I had to sort of just like give in to the suspension of disbelief and just like go with sure. it because if I thought about it too long, I was like I don't understand how the quantum realm works. Yeah, but they do say it's like it's deeper. You know what I mean? So like I'm not yeah, too concerned about that. Um, I I definitely thought at the end that they were just going to be stuck there and i was going to be okay with that i'm like oh cool we have ant-man and the wasp together they just saved another world and they'll be there and they they sacrifice themselves just like just like janet did like well uh scott does what janet does Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 
it wasn't because Cassie just booted it up again. Boing, come yeah. on home. <laughs> that didn't so that disappoint like, me too much, but I was I was very ready to leave this movie with the two of them stuck in the quantum realm. Uh, but they've kind of done that already. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's true. Uh, a lot of ring imagery in this movie. I I noticed that as well. Definitely. And it can't be not an unintentional, right? I think so. I was actually expecting one of the after credit sequences to be uh, related to Shang-Chi or related the to the Marvels. Shang-Chi, yes. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to those a little bit later, but I was expecting that. I have a question for you, though. Hmm. Every time in this movie when Kang would say, they b- banished me here, Yes. They, you know, and they, like, who's they? And he, he always ignores it and stuff like that. Um, he dismisses it. Um, I had some ideas going through my head, and it's answered in the after credit sequence. But did you think, like, what did you think it was? Did you think it was, you know, I, I had three ideas, but I didn't know. I, I want to know what you thought. So I thought it, I thought that it was the other Kangs that we learn about. I didn't know it was the Council of Kangs, but I, I thought it was the other scary kangs that we learned about at the end of loki justin when we were walking home was like who did you think that they was and i was like oh i i thought it was just other kangs right like powerful ones and he was like oh i didn't at first thought other things so i wonder if what you thought i don't remember what he said actually and maybe when you say it'll jog my memory but i didn't i didn't have a wider imagination for what that would have been what about you at first i thought because of the multiverse they were going to talk about the tva but the TVA uh-huh. isn't powerful enough to do that. Right. And then I was like, oh, this is how they're introducing Fantastic Four. The they yeah. is the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four movie is going to be some sort of a weird prequel where we find out how they banished this version of Kang. And I had this whole thing in my head and in the end of the movie, like, oh, no, no. It's uh, Ramatut and the Immortus and, you know, yes. whatever. So, so that's what I had. But I was happy with the way that they did it, for sure. Justin thought it could have connected to the Eternals, like the Celestials. Oh, oh, I thought Celestials in my head, too, at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the ring imagery was was odd, and, and, and he even says, "Keep him away from my rings." Which again, it was about—I know it, it was about those things that were in the mm-hmm. moment. But I don't know. I I was with you. I was like, maybe this because it just—it was the it was imagery was so good. Now the imagery was also really consistent with the uh, the end of time citadel thing at the end of time in Loki mm-hmm. with the uh, Roman numerals and like the interlocking rings, right. Um, up in the thing so that was cool so i i I don't usually talk in movies but i i said i leaned over justin midway and i was like so who is the kang and when is the kang that loki that lady loki defeats in the end of loki so are we to assume that this is just one of of the many and um because that being in charge of the tva does not seem like a huge job when you look at... So he's in charge of a timeline, but like, when is this Kang? And what timelines... He's talking about all these different timelines. Like, is this prior to the breaking? Does he know about the one? Well, my understanding is he, uh, he Who Remains won the time war. And He Who Remains was the one pulling the strings of the TVA to keep all the multiverses in one so that you don't branch out. So the other Kangs don't like, don't 
keep splitting and they're protected and everyone's protected from Kang. Once, so they're still in existence elsewhere, but they're locked into their own. Who's they? The other Kangs. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I don't know now that the multiverse has branched out and they can do their plan. We have to find more about that. Right, but, but until the end of Loki is what I'm asking. Do you think that... Yeah, they were not able to, you know, go jump into different times. I, I don't know. They'll probably explain okay. it, but that that's my guess. Something okay. in that realm um, there. Before we get to the final, like, after credit sequences, um, I do have some other notes here that I kind of want to run through, sure. if you don't mind. Um. Um, uh, I think this movie earned its subtitle, Quantumania, more than Multiverse of Madness earned Multiverse of Madness. I agree with this that. This was pure Quantumania, whereas Multiverse of Madness had an expectation that it would be a little bit more like multiverse focused and not just like one multiverse focused, except for the one scene where they're jumping through everything. Yeah, I'm conf- I'm like still I got to go back and I feel like I have to go back and rewatch Quantum um Multiverse because I'm like wait, how cuz they talk about the multi- whenever they would talk about the multiverse in this movie I'd be like oh, like what? Huh? Yeah. Um, they were using but words I'm still we confused learned, like incursions. By it all. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was exciting. Like actually. if you didn't watch if you didn't watch Multiverse of Madness or uh actually you could get away without Multiverse of Madness, but if you didn't watch Loki, this movie's a little bit more confusing than it's a shame if you actually didn't watch Loki and then you see this because sure. you—that's probably the best connector. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the holes joke. I liked the, most of the jokes in this movie. Um, oh, what was the joke you were talking about before? That kind of. Oh, uh, I think it's when Darren comes down, and it's like I, don't, I'm, I really do forget. I think it's it's after he like leaves Cassie or something and like says he's proud of her. I don't know. Something happens and. I was tearful. I know this is going to come to me like in five hours, but sure. And then, then there was like a Modoc thing that happens, and I was like, ha, 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 ha. like that was it was funny. <laughs> oh, I'm not a dick when he like puts his face. Into that the, was funny, but yeah. it wasn't that. It was something else. Oh, anyway. also the line that I was talking about with Kang that wasn't intentionally funny, but it was. Oh was, yeah. Like you talk to ants, and then the ants like attack him or whatever it is. Yeah, I actually thought that was intentionally funny. Yeah, it was. He was just like fed up. He's like, how am I losing? You know, like yeah. you're not. A, a good Avenger. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's actually all the, we've talked about everything else. <laughs> I like the Michael Douglas stuff with the, you know, th- like pretend you're stuffing a turkey when he's driving. Yeah. The thing. Like I have needs, like all yeah, that stuff. I didn't, I did not need the flashbacks of him, like reaching for his ear in confusion. I'm like, we, we knew we, like, saw, we saw this like, hearing this was, aid and this we was knew. phoned in. Like you showed it to us. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. They're like, and you remember five seconds ago when he touched his ear and like, you know, scrunched his brow. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mind that we didn't get much San Francisco because the other movies do. I like that we got the lunch at the beginning with um, sure. with Wu, uh, you know, stuff like that. Now, I did see this really bizarre Reddit theory before I went to bed. Always a bad idea because then I'm like thinking all night. Um, somebody was suggesting that it's possible that he like is not in his real like his reality when he returns. And that's why. The guy in the coffee shop like calls him Bugman. I I just assumed it was just he still can't get it right. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. Do you think there's that. anything to that? I, I think that's an option. I don't necessarily think that that's. Uh, I mean, here we go. Just ex- just expectations. Just exactly. coming up with theories that are like, going to let just, us down later. 
I think the important thing about that end credit sequence is exactly, or the the final five minutes is what you said, is like his superhero anxiety getting to him about you know. But he, I didn't really see him Ken? die. I didn't see a body. Like, oh, we're fine. Like, I, I I'm I'm fine. But I would have liked for it to. I get that the button was like, oh, this cake is disgusting. After I'm like rethinking about what so I was dumb. thinking about before, but yeah. That, that that didn't doesn't necessarily do it for me, but um, I think it's great. I think it's amazing for him to be like, did I just doom everyone in every universe because I didn't successfully kill him? Right. What have I done? I think that would would have been so sinister of a way to end. Mm-hmm. And you still have you can literally he can be sitting at the table thinking that like smiling like happy mm-hmm. happy birthday Cassie, and then he has that monologue. And it's like, gah, gah, gah. I mean, it just would have been, I just would have loved that. I don't know. Yeah. It's easy to say now, of course. But <clears throat> right, right. Director. But uh, the thing is, I like Peyton Reed as a director. He directed some really excellent um, uh, Mandalorian episodes. I really like his direction in the first Ant-Man movie for sure. The second one's fine, but it still has that charm and fun to it. Uh, especially like when he's like a little kid in the when he's when he's when he's like in a kid body um, when they're at the school in the second one like there's mm-hmm. like fun stuff in that and this one just like I don't know it just was so let's set up phase five focus phase five and phase six focused that I kind of like uh, it, was, it was kind of a bummer in some ways which again I'm a fan of I wanted this I've been, yeah. I've I would be lying to everyone if I got up on here and said. It was just so focused on like connecting tissue. I'd be, I mean, this is what I've been wanting. Yeah, I will me too. say uh, that. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say actually. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree that Peyton Reed. I think he he's a great person to handle these movies. But this one was just it was different, and they told us it would be different. Yeah, um, I just I just wanted. Oh, a little I wanted bit to see. Term. Oh yeah, I wanted to see. I got like his book was that was so funny all the, the book the book bits but I wanted to see them talk about his podcast because they talk about that in his Marvel mm, uh, that would have just yeah. been a little connector like also know you can you know, buy his the actual book and and Paul Rudd does the uh, does audio? the audio book <laughs> I wonder how long it is I don't know who knows if it, like they just did the beginning and the end yeah. yeah when they were in the car and something's and they you know the book is on tape I was like oh this will be the podcast. Um, and like, like you listen to your own podcast, um, mm. who among us. So yeah, that, I just thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. And I'm also really glad that like Cassie, okay. What'd you think of Cassie in general? Like, was she too plucky for you? I, I was glad to know she wasn't in jail. Cause she was like a bad girl. Like she was there. Yeah. She's trying to do good. Um, cause he I might be, think... what is she? Statures? What we'll get Stature. from her. She'll yeah, young about And age. I think that she was pretty, uh, bland as a character um i think she got like things said about her you know like she does this she's this type of person but i don't know i thought that the the um the actual performance itself was kind of totally fine um yeah it's not like um it's not like uh yelena or um Kate Bishop that like this is the next standout young Avenger or whatever it is yeah I, 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 I she honestly felt more like a plot point for 
uh, Scott than she did her own character. Whereas in the other movies, she felt like her own character as opposed to a Yelena was not just a plot point for Scarlet, um, not Scarlet, um, Scarlett Johansson, but um, Black Widow. And um, Kate Bishop felt more than a plot point for Hawkeye. You know what I mean? Like yes. this felt more plot pointy. Um, I thought she was totally fine. I hope Catherine Newton, I, I hope they, it's not totally Catherine Newton's fault. Like she could have been written better too. I needed more time between father and daughter. I needed more character need more development. Time. Literally. Time. I needed yeah, more character I, I development there too. Like I, I needed more, I, I just needed more of the nitty gritty. Be like, you were in jail for like they make the joke, like this is my this is your third time in jail. This is my fourth time in jail. Like I needed that to be more ongoing. Like in the car, like you went to jail f- three times. I've only been twice. Like like you know, I, and and that and then that could continue the joke. And I don't know. I, I just need, again, this is just an overall criticism of the yeah. movie. I needed more time with the characters I actually cared about and deep diving into their characters a little bit more. But like. Listen, the bottom line is these movies are no longer interested in developing the characters we already know and love. The only, think- you know, Thor maybe because at least he has like – but the daughter and whatnot now. But like even that like didn't feel like a huge departure for the character. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he uh, – yeah, I like I like seeing Thor – have these really emotional losses because I just think it humanizes him more from a God. But yeah, I, I think that that's fair. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed Kath. I enjoyed uh, Cassie. A, a lot of these young whippersnappers that will be presumably in young Avengers um, that they haven't announced, but like, come on. Um, they are all good with tech. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And again, she learns, I like that she knew her limitations early on and was like, no, I still have a lot to learn. She tried to take her dad's advice. Yeah. You know, some stuff there. It's better than her just like barreling through things, which she did do. But I, I didn't want her to like start acting out because of like what she's been through, which they started to tread there. Like you were gone and like, what was I supposed to do and stuff. But I, I like that they kind of stayed away from just making sure. her like a kid from parenthood. <clears throat> um, so yeah. Um, I, you know, it, I encourage everyone to see this movie because I do think it's important and it will be important. Um, And it is a lot of fun. (laughs) A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Oh, also I know I personally had a great time with how they depicted MODOK. I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of problems with how they depict MODOK um, in terms of like being just a joke machine, not like the full killer. And there's a lot of things that I could list, but like, I thought it served the purpose of what it was doing here. And every time that that helmet opened and it was Corey Stoll's weird shaped face and everyone had a reaction oh to it, I laughed. I'm sorry. I laughed. I it was know. funny. Yeah. No, no. I think, I think th- that kind of humor is good in an Ant-Man movie. Like you, yeah. just, you have to have the dumb stuff too. Mm-hmm. I preferred that over like creatures. I mean, I like the whole bit, but like, you I know, some of the other bit. weird stuff, you know, the whole bit. Um, that's some of the other like uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't care about this. I, I did like the the telepath stuff. I thought that was funny. Yeah. That that was funny. It was very mantisy kind of Yeah, uh, sure. Helpful. I like the weird Kang Stormtroopers. Um Again, Star the, Wars. Yeah, I know. It's really it's really true. Uh kind of with the um 
almost what's Quentin's character um, in Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, Mysterio. It's like the Mysterio, like weird yeah, faces. Sure. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, should we not hop- instant anyway? No, right. Uh, should we hop into the two after credit sequences? Yes. All right. So this is what I want to say about them. Yes. The first one runs, and the first one is always the serious one. Now I feel like, in terms of like the one that like is the 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 most connected to something in the future. In this first, first of all, did one- you go in knowing there were two? Yes, I knew there were two. I did not know what they were at all. Okay, I know. Ne- I always forget to look because I don't want to get spoiled. But I, so I always sit there in the theater and Google how many after credit scenes mm. are there. Um, so I did not. Know. So the, so the first one was somewhere in the multiverse um, at the you know Kang Coliseum uh, with the Council of Kangs, and we get Immortus, we get Scarlet Centurion, and we get Ramatut as kind of the most three pow- the three most powerful Kangs. And they talk about how they're the ones who banished him, um, that he's dead, um, and that, uh, you know, now that the Avengers are getting too close to the multiverse um, and touching it, it's time to kind of enact their plan. And then we cut to, and they're like, oh, which Kangs are you bringing? He's like, all of them. And they cut to the, you know, Kang Coliseum with the, you know, and you see all of these different variants of Kang being kind of teleported there. And then the one that we can actually make out for sure is the, um, <coughs> is the skull Krang. Um, so to me, this was the same scene as like, um, the end of, uh, Ultron where, uh, we see uh, Thanos being like, I'll just do it myself and like grab yes. the gauntlet. So this Which is what I wanted. Yeah, totally. Um, I was very surprised too, that they were just going to like jump right into all the Kangs in this one. But I'm, I'm very happy that they did with the variants. So I didn't, I knew Ramatut and I, and I, I associate Ramatut with Fantastic Four. So for me, I felt like this was something for the Fantastic Four people that well, not people, but people that know more. I don't know a ton about Fantastic Four. So, um, I saw that movie ages ago, but I didn't care, of course. And then, right. you know, I've known stuff since then. So that to me was more of a, a reminder that that movie is happening. I think they all entered it. it I think it kind of shows that there's a real, that, you know, Reed is related to some of this in a bigger way. I didn't know if it was variant and maybe it's the same thing. And I'm just, it's a misnomer or I'm not, you know, but I thought, it was more about these are these are Kangs in different parts of time since he's been around like forever. Yeah, so well, I thought this was more plucked from timelines, which I guess is what a variant is. I don't know. I wasn't sure if it was variants or if it was something cooler. I guess yeah, is what I mean, trying to say. It also depends on how you look at it. They'll probably do more of explanation of it. But like yeah. Kang, some Kangs are descendants of Doctor Doom and Reed Richards. And then they go back in time, you know, like, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, <clears throat> in the second one, when we get to, um, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Timely. Um, Victor yeah, Timely. Victor Timely. And then you, you also have Kang the Conqueror. Isn't he originally like... Uh, Kang the Conqueror was originally like a Richards, I think. Um, yeah, I think he's like his grandfather. Oh, no, no, Rama Tut 
in Rama one Tut, timeline, yeah. Rama Tut is Nathaniel Richards, and he discovers yes. that he's destined to be Kang, um, to be Kang the because Conqueror. Don't, don't they enter the Coliseum in not the TVA way, but the same way that John Krasinski enters that yes. scene yes. In, multiverse. in multiverse? So I think that's, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that all ties in that's together. Cool. But um, that was the first one. I was very happy with that one. Yeah, what, I, I think I think Kang is still something that we can't comprehend yet or describe. Yeah, or at least how the MCU paradoxical. is doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. So I think that's cool. I'm like, all right, there's like just there's still some mystery here, and yeah. I can't, I don't really know what's happening, but I know it's cool. <laughs> um, and then I was expecting the second one to be Bill Murray still alive and saying <sighs> like, oh, these are oh, this is what an ant is. That's what I, I – because I feel like we've gotten the second Thank one to be God like the comedy that. one. And I just like I'm over those. I just want more like what's coming next. And then we are 1920s maybe with a sepia tone. Um, Victor Timely. West. Oh, yeah. the Victor Timely is presenting some sort of time mechanism or whatever it is. Cut to the audience and we see Loki and Mobius. I grab, I grab Justin, that, which I haven't done in so long. That's when the audience like cheered. <gasps> yeah, everyone was very excited. They say that like, wait, this is the guy, and then, and then Owen Wilson's like, this guy doesn't look like anything. What are you talking about? And then like, this is the guy, and then you know, I thought you said he was dangerous. Yeah, exactly. He is. That was awesome. That's like everything I wanted. Yeah, finally. Not only do we have not have to wait that long yes. for talk about these MCU end of credits where you're like, great, in five, 75 years, yes. I'm going to get Hercules. Right. Great, in 75 years, I'm going to get the 10 rings led by her. Right. In 10 years, I'm going to get the, 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 the Multiverse Valhalla. of Madness sequel. You know what I mean? Yes. Like with Charlize Theron. This is like, that's why I like the end of Ms. Marvel. Because it immediately mm-hmm. was like, you're getting Marvels next year. The two end of this one is like, this is what phase five is going to be. Kang, Kang, Kang. And then the next one is like, Loki's coming this year and it's going to involve Kang. And that really got me excited for like, what's next in phase five for sure. Absolutely. I, I not only, I mean, I just, I've missed Tom Hiddleston in that moment. I was like, oh God, I've missed this. And it really, you know, it's, it's. A pro- it's probably more of like the Ragnarok thing where this is probably a scene from the show. Yeah, yeah, season yeah, two I, that they just put in, which is that's what they did for Ragnarok with Thor. Mm-hmm. But that, that's totally fine because it'll be fun to see where it's placed. But yes. that was that was awesome. I just that's why I kind of liken it to be a first Avengers movie because it doesn't set up for the next like its own Ant-Man thing. It sets up for a bigger thing. Well, um, it, it, it sets up what it used to do. It just not even phase, yeah. not even Avengers, but phase one and even some of phase two, you know. It just was so satisfying. And that's why when you said that about like you were kind of watching the whole movie, but really excited about the end, that is that. I mean, this paid it off. It's like, right. It's like when I see a Broadway show and at the end, I just want to go see my friends who were in it and talk to them about it Mm. um, backstage. Like that's how I am with these movies sometimes. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's how I am with these movies somehow where I'm like, I just want to see the end and then like mm-hmm. think a ton of things and then sometimes it's not satisfying yeah this one was yeah i totally agree um awesome uh, i i would love to i mean i guess how many how many ants would you give this out of 10 oh i didn't really think about this um i didn't really either 
I don't know. I, you know, I just, I like connective tissues. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a, a seven or uh, six, six or seven. It, it's not a very good movie, but I really love Kang and we got him finally. And I really like the stingers and it connected something to something. So you like the wasp stingers? Yeah, right. No wasp. Uh, so this is six or seven, maybe for me. Yeah, I would probably put it like a six. Um, without Jonathan Majors, this is probably like a four or a five. But like, oh god, he's yes. so good in this. He's just such a different vibe in this movie. Like, so he doesn't really show his like anger or malice until the end. He's he he's just so wonderful. I cannot wait to see every version of Kang that he brings. He, they couldn't have found a more perfect, better actor, especially with, even with the body type because he's jacked for like Creed and so stuff jacked. like that. Like I, I'm – oh, we got the Creed 3 trailer and uh, that's another one. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I would put this at like a six. But um, how would you rank the Ant-Man movies? Well, I think it's – I think I, I – um... Part of me thinks it's my favorite because it d- means something more than the other ones did. Interesting, interesting. I think the first is probably is a better movie. Um, and the first was really fun and I like Darren Cross and all of that. So I don't know. They're just different. The, I, the second I think is the least, even though the stinger will always be something that gives me chills um, with, you know, the blip. Uh the second one, the second one's fun with the miniature office and everything. That was kind of cool. But no, I think the second one goes by the wayside. But I just can't pick between the first and this one because they're just so different. Sure. What about you? Um, I would say the first one's my favorite. I love a good heist movie. It's funny. It's charming. Um, it, 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 it really hits the spot for me. Um, and it was our first kind of like, I have to think back, but it was our first like true like comedy yeah, like a Paul Rudd comedy. Yeah, I in know. some ways. Um, uh, I, I think that I, I need to absorb this one more. I'd probably at this point say one and then two and three is a toss-up depending on what type of a mood I'm in that day. But, True. Uh, but today I'm going to say one, three, two. Just for today. Tomorrow it might be different, but I would I'm, say one, yeah. three, two. I'm with you because I can't – yeah, one and three are like just so vastly different. Yeah. But I'll sit with it. Yeah. Well, nerds, it's time. It's hard not to skip to the end. But we hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next week in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and for following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I could honestly listen to Jonathan Majors talk as Kang forever. Like, it's very soothing in a very nefarious way. Also, all of his Kangs have been different. Like, you're talking about him making the, like, Loki Kang was, like, giggly and, like, Mm -hmm. weird. And this one is, like, very formidable and scary. And then the other ones were vastly different in the Council of Kangs. But there's also Almost like comically. So. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a constant like you could see where the seed kind of grows from from all of these Kangs. But like they're yeah. also different in, in, in very different ways. They are variants. But, you know, that's maybe a dumb comment. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing's dumb, Brian. Nothing's dumb. <laughs>